Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Good morning. There are many things that I would like to talk about in this Dig a Bit number four for May, which is Thou Shalt Not Bear False Witness because this is our last one and I'm just gearing up for the podcast tonight. So there's so many thoughts that I would like to get in, but I want to do the practical thing. And on page 122, we are asked to take notes about how as parents, we can put it into our kids that lying, bearing false witness in any way is is a capital offense. How is it that we can put into our children that this sin is one that's going to be expelled every time it rears its ugly head in our homes. I think that it's there are some things that are very important, but I'm really looking forward to what you all have to say on the video podcast as we talk about this later on during this day in which this is being recorded. But I just want to take a couple of ideas here, throw them out to you, and then we'll continue this discussion as we talk on the video podcast. Number one is, of course, obvious. Lying is one of the things in our house that always merited a spanking. I know that there's lots of, we've talked about this so many times before, lots of dissension out there and confusion about whether or not spanking is a good and productive form of punishment but I'm just going to go with the word on that and know that God has sanctioned spanking in lots of places Hebrews chapter 12 is certainly one and then I think about several of the proverbs that are just very strong in promoting in saying that we can do good with our um, spanking our punishment by way of it calls it the rod of our children and we we find that in proverbs 13 we find it also in proverbs 19 we look in Proverbs 13, we find he who spares his rod, not he who spares the rod spoils the child, but he who spares the rod hates the son, loves him less than he should, but he that loves him chasteneth him betimes. We read that in Proverbs 13, verse 24. And then, of course, over in Proverbs 19, we read that we should chasten our children while there is hope. There is hope that comes from chastening our children. So I think that not everything in our house merited a spanking, but lying did always merit a spanking, proven lying. We always made sure that we investigated to be sure there was not some contingency that we didn't know about, but lying, blatant disobedience and blatant disrespect merited a spanking. Number next, don't ever lie to your kids. Don't ever lie to them about something good that you are going to do. If you don't know that you're going to be able to do it within reason, just say, I hope so. Don't say, I'm going to do this. Say, we'll see. 
Um, my grandson the other day said, we'll see means probably no. <laughs> well, it's better to say we'll see than it is to say we're going to do something um, and then not be able to do it, something good. But also we have to remember that we can't lie to our kids about punishment. If you touch that again, I'm going to spank you. If we don't follow through, just don't threaten to do something that you're not going to do. I heard a parent the other day say, if you do this, we can't go to this. Well, this had already been purchased, $20 tickets for the whole family. We can't say, if we don't really mean it, that if you do this, if you don't have a better attitude, we're not going to go to this event unless you really mean that you're going to blow that $20 ahead. And I'm not saying it's the wrong thing to blow it, but what, I'm, what I am saying is that we have to be sure that we don't lie to our kids. And next, we don't need to believe along with a malignant lie that our children are telling. Now, I don't mean that we don't need to believe along with their pretends. I don't mean that we don't be, need to believe along with their holiday pretends, but I am saying that we don't need to believe along with a lie that they're telling about how the mark got on the wall or I mean when it's obvious no one else was in the room and there's crayon mark on the wall we have to not believe along with the unicorn that came in and marked on the wall you know etc we can't believe along with malignant deceitful lies don't endorse lies in front of your children. We have to be very careful that we don't say, well, he said this, but you know, what he was doing was trying to protect so-and-so. He tried, he said this, and I know it wasn't true, but he was trying not to hurt her feelings. We cannot do that in front of our children. We can't ever make contingencies that make lying okay in front of our children. Don't deceive other people and I know that this is wrong in and of itself, but especially don't deceive other people involving your children. I heard of a mom one day who didn't want her teenage daughter to talk to a certain young man, and so the young man called, and the teenage daughter didn't really want to talk to him either, so the mom just said, go outside in the yard and I'll tell him you're not here. We have to be careful because we are teaching impressionable children about the ethics of integrity every day all day long number next bring your real life scenarios home to your children to family bible time i'm talking about there will be billboards there will be people at work there will be people in the store there will be people who are just engaging in conversation with you who will tell you about lies parents will tell you about lies to their children uh, he doesn't know that i know what he typed on the phone because I told him I hadn't seen, I hadn't picked up his phone today, but I know. Or he doesn't know that there's a camera in the house. I heard a mom say this the other day. He doesn't know that there's a camera in the house because I told him there's not a camera, but I just have to say some things like that sometimes to catch him in what I want to catch him in. You know, we cannot we're going to hear those things all of the time around us and it's really good if we present those real life scenarios to our children in family bible time and say what should this mom have done what should this person have done in this business scenario what should this person have done 
when the police stopped her and said, why are you going this many miles over the speed limit? What should she have said instead of the story that she made up? So we bring those real life scenarios home to our family dinner conversation and our family Bible time. And then finally in my list, I had that we really need to put scripture about lying into the conversations with our children. It doesn't just need to be that lying is a bad thing, but it needs to be what God thinks about lying. And of course, I believe that we really can, at very young ages, start bringing in the concept of eternal punishment into the hearts of our children. I don't think that it's good all the time to talk to our preschoolers about hell, but I do think that that reading Revelation 21.8 to our children and translating what it means and telling them that it means that people who tell lies cannot go to heaven, but rather they will go to a place of hurtful punishment. That we, I mean, the Bible says that, and I think we need to start putting that in our children, balanced, of course, with extra helpings of the compassion of God and what heaven is going to be like. But we put that in our children from a young age and stress that liars, all liars. You know, it says that these people who commit murder, etc., etc., will go to hell, but it says all liars. It has that word all there. And we need to be sure that we are putting that concept of what God thinks about lying into the hearts of our children. I think it's great for us to go to passages like Acts 5 and and teach our children that when Ananias lied to Peter, he lied to God. And really strike it home with our children that when we lie to other people, we lie to the Holy Spirit. That the Holy Spirit is aware of what we are doing. And when we lie to to men, we lie to God. There are lots of passages that we can go to that kind of teach us that how we treat other people, especially our brethren, is how we are treating the Lord. Matthew 25, Inasmuch as you did it to the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. As much as you failed to do it to others, you failed to take care of me. I believe that James 3 verses 8 through 10 is another relevant passage here. We can't curse those that were made in the similitude of God without casting a negative reflection on what we think about God himself. So I believe that all of these things are pretty practical as we're trying to bring our families to a place where we demand integrity and truth in our families and I believe that when we do that we help our children to be truth seekers and respecters of truth for all of their days. I hope you have a great day.